Welcome into A to Z Sports powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at A to Z Sports. Like our Facebook page at A to Z Sports Nashville. We're Nashville's on-demand sports talk network. And we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at RentersWarehouse.com. Mandu, the pulse of fitness where one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Uh, Wilson County Hyundai for your next ride in Wilson County in Lebanon. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go. Uh, Calvin and Subtle for your brand-new hardwood floors and finishings. Check them out at CalvinAndSubtle.com. And the Bone & Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So the reason why I, I might have sounded like I snapped at Zach asking if he was good, it wasn't just because you didn't respond to my, are you ready? It was because your eyes were like drifting into the abyss, like over your computer screen. And you kind of like looked like you had spaced out for a second. And so I said, are you good? You good? Because you kind of like looked lost for just, a, I don't know, you were in deep thought. And so I wanted to kind of bring you back. And obviously the first, are you ready? Did not do the trick. Yeah, well, I, I was in deep thought on how I was going to roast this shade, the, this article that I just read that I go. find effing ridiculous. And this loser needs to jump in a lake. Yeah, well, speaking of tricks to greet you back in, I figured out that the trick to my partially allergy stuffy nose if I knock out 40 jumping jacks, it helps me for like the next 10 minutes. I think so, that's ridiculous. I personally think that's absolutely ridiculous. But it's, I, it I works. Think that it I works. And so I think look, it's all in your head. I think that's not. a supplement guy thing that no. you do. No, it, that's a that's a big supplement guy thing. It's just some actually that's look, supplement Stanley coming out just you, to justify 40 jumping jacks. No, if you Google, <laughs> I'm not DeShambo on pre-workout. I'm knocking out jumping jacks in my living room. You're trending closer to that. Yeah. No, it's uh it's something that has it helps um for the next five to ten minutes, and I'm losing that time as we go. So, all right. So, and Ronnie says Flonase, Austin. I will get to you, Ronnie, because now you have hit the trifecta of comments that I'm going to throw shade on at the end of the show as it's happened now Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of this week. Donald says he does push-ups off of stepping notes. I don't think that makes any sense. But yeah, you know, I, I smoke meth. Jumping jacks. Me, right? Jumping jacks <laughs> help the stuff he knows. Okay, <laughs> Zach. So, Mel Kuyper Jr. comes out with his latest mock draft. He does a two-round mock draft. Uh, and there are some interesting things to take away in this mock draft. Uh, one, for the Tennessee Titans, he takes a wide receiver at 22 that we will find that interesting. We'll talk about which wide receiver because I do find uh, that one to be different than most uh, wide receiver mocks to the Titans at 22 overall. At the top, nothing nothing tricky, right? Trevor Lawrence, one to the, to the Jags. Zach Wilson, two to the Jets. Matt Jones, three. Uh, to the San Francisco 49ers. And then it gets kind of wonky there at the fourth overall pick. Zach well, Kuyper projects a trade. The Dolphins move back up to four. Falcons move down to six. What do you think about this? Well, it's it's so good because who justifies the power in that trade? Yeah, that would be the Falcons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Head to head of an argument we had live from Wilson County Hyundai's parking lot no longer than like two weeks ago. So, look, the, the Falcons do have the power in this draft because they picked fourth, and the first three selections are going to be quarterbacks. The Jags are going to take one. 
the Jets are going to take one and the 49ers are going to take one. So the Falcons will the power, but I do find this very interesting that this solidifies that the Dolphins are going to be okay for one more year with Tua Tungavailoa. And Tua didn't show you that – he didn't show you what Justin Herbert showed you last year for the Los Angeles Chargers, right? It wasn't one of those things. It wasn't what Kyler Murray showed the Atlanta or the, the Arizona Cardinals a couple of years ago. This is a, a, a team in question, and the only thing that I could justify – I think there's two reasons maybe that could be justified of them moving back up to four to draft Kyle Pitts – who we both hold in high regard. We think he is the best pass catcher and wide receiver, tight end, whatever you want to say, in this draft. Two things. First, Kyle Pitts. It's more of a Kyle Pitts thing. They want to help their offense and and make them go a little bit, get further. But I think the second thing is the Dolphins have a ton of future picks, don't they? Oh, yeah. So I think that this is a we're okay to wait this year on this quarterback draft class that everybody's so QB heavy, and we're going to wait for next year or the next year and really take the chance that one of their picks, whether it's theirs or one that they traded for, will be in a top 10 selection to get their quarterback next year. Right, so here's what happens. Is the Dolphins, and this is according to Mel Kuyper, and I see uh, Titans for Life saying mock drafts and Mel Kuyper are lame. They really take into account the trades. Well, we're talking about a Mel Kuyper mock draft trade right now as Mel Kuyper has the Dolphins trading from six up to four with the Falcons, and the Dolphins take Kyle Pitts tight end from Florida, like you're saying, to help out Tua down the middle of that field. I think it makes a lot of sense, and Then just to round out the conversation of what we were talking about with the Dolphins and the Falcons trade, he has uh, the Bengals taking Panay Sewell from Oregon, fifth, the offensive tackle there. Then he has the Falcons who trade back two spots to go with their quarterback of the future, and that would be quarterback Trey Lance out of North Dakota. So if if you're the Falcons in this situation, you get – Picks in your quarterback. Picks in your quarterback for the future. So you, you're not drafting a guy fourth overall, so you draft him sixth overall. Matt Ryan still has a couple of years left. Of Who's five, fifth? Fifth, Penny Sewell from Oregon to the Bengals for Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, offensive line. Yeah, I'm very curious if the Bengals would trade, if this was the case, if somebody would trade back up with the Bengals to get Trey Lance over the Falcons because they they figure that the Falcons are a quarterback needy team to, to that degree. Well, yeah, but also, you know, G-Man says uh, the Bengals might go with Jamar Chase. Now, that would make logical sense of pairing your top Either overall. Or, well, right? top, your top overall quarterback with his stud wide receiver from college a couple of years ago. But what's what good is Jamar Chase running down the field wide open for a deep ball if the offensive line sucks and is getting Joe Burrow hurt again, right? So – I think if I'm the Bengals, take the best tackle on the board, Penny Sewell, take him right there at five. So then you've got the 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 Falcons going with Trey Lance. So here's what we want to do. We want to ask you guys this question because we're talking about our three biggest takeaways from Mel Kuyper's latest mock draft. We'll talk about the Titans wide receivers 
uh, here later on in this conversation. But who do you think will be the fourth player picked in this NFL draft? Who do you think will be the fourth player picked in this NFL draft? Mel Kuyper Jr. has the Dolphins taking Kyle Pitts, moving up in a trade. But let me tell you, before we get your answers, more about the Bone & Joint Institute. BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever an injury happens to either you or someone you love, make sure you know where to go, where to turn for the best care possible, and that is the Bone & Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org. They take care of you from the very beginning of the process all the way through the rehab and the end, BoneAndJointTN.org. A to Z Sports, oh, man, my heart. Got ripped out of my soul last night. I'm on, on two straight downward spirals on my bets. One point separated me from $450. I had a four-game parlay, and the Jazz, they won by 10, not 11, and I lost. I had a great time, almost got that 450, but I had the opportunity with BetMGM. You can go through, it's a roller coaster ride, but it's exciting. I enjoy it. I'm back on the bandwagon later tonight with some bets. You can be too. Hey, download the app. Austin and I have had a great time with this. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports. All right. So the question is who do you think will be the fourth player picked in this NFL draft? You can go quarterback versus the field in this. I'm not talking about Justin Fields. He falls on the, the quarterback side of this. Uh, Zach Goodman says Kyle Pitts, easy. Christopher says Kyle Pitts. Tight for Life says, wouldn't the Bengals be better off taking their wide receiver fifth and the, uh, tackle the second round? I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think you go get the best tackle, the best offensive lineman in the entire draft to help out Joe Burrow and go add, because they've got T. Higgins. You know, they've got some talent, Tyler Boyd at wide receiver. They've got wide receivers there in Cincinnati. So go take the tackle right there. Michael says Pitts. Steph Dobbs says Chase. I think teams value a wide receiver more than a tight end. As great as Pitts is, he's still a tight end. And I don't know about that. Kevin Tubbs says Kyle Pitts. Uh, Joseph says rumors are saying Pitts to Atlanta. Donald says he thinks Pitts is fourth. Uh, Pitts for sure. Uh, so Zach, what do you think? We're seeing a lot of Kyle Pitts uh, in the comments right here. What I think is going to happen, I think it's going to be four straight quarterbacks. Uh, Kyle Pitts is going to go in the top 10. Um, but I, I, I have this inkling that this is going to be the quarterback heavy draft. That That's the trend. And I, you said it yesterday when you were like, more teams are okay in taking quarterbacks. And the five-year window that the 49ers, when they drafted Alex Smith number one overall and yeah. sacrificed and Vince Young with the top three pick for the Titans, that five-year window has now closed to about three, I think. It's shortened as if the quarterback is a disaster, you can find a way to reset, right? I'm Darnold, right? Right, Sam Darnold's a great example. And now I you think, might suck, you might suck, but you know. But you're going to suck anyway in five years, right? right. So like, it, it, three is better than five if you're talking about suck period. If you think about it like that. Yeah. But uh, so I think this is more of a quarterback heavy draft. First time since 1999 that we could see three quarterbacks go in the top three picks. Maybe I think this would be the first time ever for the first the, the top four. Yeah. Uh, go. Uh, this is this is a very difficult, and, and I 
is a difficult ask because I don't know how the Dolphins truly feel about Tua. I also don't know how the Denver Broncos truly feel about Drew Locke. Well, so and, I'll answer. I'll answer the Dolphins Tua situation. I I, I think the Dolphins would not have feel. the Dolphins would not have traded out of three so early if they were interested in taking a quarterback at third at three. Why Why did they trade back up though? To be able to have more control because they had the ability to do that because of all the picks they have from Houston over the next couple of years. So they have flexibility to move back up into six to either get the best pass catcher they can possibly find at sixth overall or have the power to be able to hold that lat- that next quarterback over the heads of the Broncos and at that point the Panthers or the Patriots at six instead of being at 12. They, they forced themselves into being a key domino again at six instead of sitting at 12. Okay, so so now answer me my the, the Denver Broncos question. Which was what? Re- restate the Denver Broncos question. It's the same as the Dolphins. How do they feel about their quarterback situation? The Broncos uh, think- pick at nine. Can the Bron- Do the Broncos feel that they can get a quarterback at nine? Uh, yeah, they can get one of the five most likely. Now they might have to trade up to do it, but that's, that's what we don't know yet because we don't know where the, the Panthers not needing a quarterback at eight is going to help out the Broncos at nine because after the Falcons, there's not a quarterback team up until you get to number nine, right? So the Broncos have the ability to kind of watch how it falls on draft night to figure out if they need to make a move to go up to get their quarterback or if they can have the right one that they want fall. Do you think that they will have to go up to four to get it? And I think that that's where I'm struggling with this question. It's a good question. And I, I've, I've kind of danced around it. So I'll, fo- I'll admit my faults. But my thing is, is if the Denver Broncos are going to get a quarterback, my gut is that they're going to have to go up to four to get up because there's going to be other teams trying to jump them. Because as you said, the teams above the Broncos don't need quarterbacks, and it looks like are willing to trade. I feel like the Lions would be willing to trade. I would I would feel the Falcons would be willing to trade. But Zach, the Panthers Zach, would Zach, be willing to trade. Like, who are the Broncos having to worry about? Who's their competition? The Patriots and the Eagles. The Eagles have already traded out of six. So the Eagles have also done the same thing the Dolphins did. They they don't if if the Eagles weren't a quarterback, they wouldn't have traded out of six. They would have stayed at six. So the Eagles are riding with Jalen Hurts for at least a year. The, the Dolphins are riding with Tua for at least a year. So really, the only competition for the Broncos at nine is the Patriots at 15. So are the Patriots going to want to trade all the way up above the Broncos? And how much would they have to give up for that? And are the Panthers willing to move out of eight? Or do they want to get one of those pass catchers? The Lions, are they want to move out of seven all the way to 15 and risk not getting one of those pass catchers for Jared Goff. The point is the Broncos actually have the ability to be patient with this and wait because the the Bengals, no quarterback, the Dolphins, no quarterback, the Lions, and the Panthers, no quarterback. They only have to worry about the Falcons. And if the Falcons take one, then the Broncos can sit at nine and get the fifth quarterback if they want to. If the, if the Broncos don't want to do that, They'll have to convince the Falcons, who might want a quarterback, to trade there. So really, it's be patient. If you're the All right. So I think I think we've kind of talked through this. So I'll I'll, I'll I'll go final answer with the field. So you're so you're saying not Kyle Pitts. 
I'm, I'm saying the field. It's quarterback versus the field. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so you're saying you're going with you think Kyle Pitts is the most likely option for the fourth overall pick. Yeah, so I will retract my statement of four quarterbacks going in the first four picks as we've talked through this because I'm not going to bet my – I'm playing the odds. And the odds aren't in the favor of four quarterbacks going based on quarterback needy teams and where the Broncos pick as – we've discussed. So that's my answer. I, I would, I would assume you would agree with that because you just talked through it as well. Yeah. I, I kind of gave you the answer with talking through the Broncos situation. And I don't think the Falcons want to go quarterback. Now, Arthur Smith has the ability to try to do what he did with Ryan Tannehill with Matt Ryan. And let's not forget what the Falcons have around Matt Ryan in the passing game with Julio, but, Calvin Ridley. And is Smuggler. this the opportunity for Arthur Smith to draft a high quarterback and draft Matty Ice's replacement. That's the big thing that not many people get the luxury of having is a top five pick or a top 10 pick, wherever they are going to pick, to sit behind a MVP at one point. That was Matt Ryan uh, years ago. You can't trade him because of his contract situation and you have your heir apparent, your QB in waiting to extend, and here's the yeah. key, ex extend your time as head coach for the Atlanta Falcons yeah, who have been playing a, a coaching carousel. I think, honestly, if, if Arthur Smith wants to extend his time as Falcons head coach, then he allows Matt Ryan to play out the next two years of his contract. But and, you get a guy in waiting. Yes, but you get a guy in waiting who's not going to be able to play until year three. Now you're now you've got year three, year four, and the fifth year option that you have to decide on. So Arthur Smith's now just at four or five years, right? If you let Matt Ryan play out his last two years of his deal, now you can draft a quarterback maybe next year or the year after that, and now you reset your clock. And Arthur Smith did wonders with Ryan Tannehill. Why can't he have this have somewhat similar success with Matt Ryan, who was more successful than Ryan Tannehill was? When Arthur Smith got it, I, we'll I think he lied. different situation, different different players, right? I mean, we don't know. They don't have Derrick Henry. There, there you go. Right. Okay, I, I've just figured it out. The reason why Arthur Smith probably won't do the same thing that or Matt Ryan won't do the same thing as Ryan Tana is because Derrick Henry ain't on the Atlanta Falcons, and nobody that resembles Derrick Henry is anywhere close to Atlanta. It ain't Todd Gurley. Yeah, but he's also got Julio and Calvin Ridley and Hayden Hurst and others, right? So he's got. But the reason why the Titans offense worked and Ryan bounce. Tannehill worked was Derrick Henry. We know that. We can't play naive. Tannehill doesn't do near near the stuff that he does if Derrick Henry's not on the football team. Doesn't do it. I, I don't think Derrick Henry does near the amount of things he's done the last two years with Marcus Mario to the quarterback. Like they go hand in hand, right? So, but it's more Derrick Henry than anybody else. You cannot deny that. I mean, yeah, Derrick Henry is the key catalyst, uh, the engine. He is the, the reason. Well. Yes. Man, you could argue differently, right? Right, because you could. You could, but you would be wrong. It is Derrick Henry. He is the reason. When you have a 2,000-yard rusher and then the year before, and Tannehill helps that, but yes, Derrick Henry helps the... that more to, to Tannehill's success. I think they absolutely rely on each other. I think it's a beautiful oh relationship. It is not 50-50, bro. Come on. Zach, what did, what was Derrick Henry doing with Mariota? They were 2-4, and four, and Derrick Henry was, you know, above average, still really good. But 
the last two years has been a beautiful, beautiful marriage between the run and the pass game, and both Henry and Tannehill are thriving because of each other. Who's the like, quarterback in the 99-yard run? It wasn't Tannehill, bud. It's one play, dude. It like, wasn't I, one play. It was a string of games. What are you doing against the Giants that, that year? The 99-yard run was one play, which is what you brought up. So that's what I'm saying. Well, like, I know. I said it was a string of games. So no, let's that. talk about this. Let's talk about it. Because you sit there, there when Mariota was the quarterback, the string of games when it was the they played the Redskins, the Jets, the Giants, yeah, and bad the team, Jags. bad team, bad team, bad team, right? And and Derrick Henry became Derrick Henry during that stretch. And Tannehill was not the quarterback. This is a Derrick Henry conversation. Look, they thank you, Gregory. They they compliment each other. Uh, so I I think what Derrick Henry and Tannehill do so beautifully is make each other blossom and maximize each other's skill sets. Like it's not, I'm not trying to knock Derrick Henry. I'm trying yeah, to be live. Yeah, no, you I'm are. not Zach. You're making it that it, it's, I think it's 50, 50. I it think is it, not is, 50. it is because what was Derrick Henry without Ryan Tannehill? What I just told you, I literally just told you a, a player that could get 200 plus yards and a 99 yard run. He was the man. I'm he, giving you examples for what you're I'm asking. I'm saying for. that he wasn't the man pre-Ryan Tannehill, but Ryan Tannehill has also allowed him to have more flexibility and more room to run because of what Tannehill can, can do down the field uh, that Marcus Mariota simply could not. Yes, not in a 50-50 capacity. Look, man, I just I don't want to get into this because we're beating our heads against the wall because neither of us is going to give up. My point is Derrick Henry needs Ryan Tannehill just as much as Ryan Tannehill needs Derrick Henry because neither had the success they're having right now without the other. That's my point. It's just not a 50-50 relationship. All right, whatever. So let's move forward. We both think Kyle Pitts or not a quarterback will be the fourth overall pick in this NFL draft, correct? I think we have come to that conclusion. All right, so our three biggest takeaways for this Mel Kuyper mock draft. We've gone through uh, the the fourth overall pick with what uh, Mel Kuyper thinks the Dolphins will move up to get Kyle Pitts. The Falcons, he has moving back to get Trey Lance at sixth overall out of North Dakota State. The next one has to do with the fifth quarterback in this draft. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to get your next ride. You got that Sonata, you got the Palisade, you got the Elantra. They have your perfect make and model for whoever you're buying a car for. You could be buying a car for yourself, your lovely wife, your 16-year-old son or daughter, and that is a safe ride at a great price. Payne Bone and his team will take care of you. That's the best part about Wilson County Hyundai. It's a quick trip down I-40. Austin and I do it all the time. Exit 236. If you go down there, that you could get a better price than maybe in the city. I'm just saying, Payne Bone will hook you up on top of that. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go. Check out their inventory and check out that brand new 2021 Palisade. That is their full-size SUV. It's got third row seating and bucket seats. It's got all the bells and whistles. We've test drove it. It is outstanding. Great value at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. A to Z Sports, our title sponsor of the morning show is BetMGM. They are the king of sports books. So download the app, sign up today using our code ATOZ Sports. You get a risk free bet up to 600 bucks with your first deposit 
and your first bet. That's an amazing deal. Again, up to $600 risk-free bet. So you either win the bet, which you win money, or you get that money back in free bets to add more to your bank account there with the BetMG app using code ATOZ Sports. They've got great parlays, boosted odds specials. They give you free bets, great pop, game props, and more. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older. Must be present in Tennessee. And for gambling problem support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. Talking about Mel Kuyper's mock draft that came out yesterday. I'll quickly run through where we're at right now, and then we'll ask the next question about QB5 in this draft and where he will go. Lawrence to the Jags, one. Jets take Zach Wilson, two. Niners at three take Mac Jones from Alabama. The Dolphins straight up to four take Kyle Pitts at, at tight end there. The Bengals take Penny Sewell from Oregon at five. Trey Lance to the Falcons, quarterback number six. The Lions take Jamar Chase at seven. Panthers take Devontae Smith at eight. The Broncos take Micah Parsons out of Penn State at nine, not a quarterback. And the next trade, the Cowboys move out of the 10th spot where the Patriots move up from 15 to take QB5, Justin Fields, out of Ohio State. Zach, what was your reaction when you first saw that from Kuiper? 10. He has just dropped, right? I mean, Justin Fields, we thought at the beginning of this thing, it was going to be Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields 1 and 2. And it just... So many quarterbacks, Mac Jones has come out of nowhere. So many quarterbacks have j- jumped Justin Fields for what reason? I mean, in your opinion, I guess I would ask you that question. Like, And this is something that I can't really put my, my, my nose on is why? But why? 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 Yeah. The, the crazy thing about Mac Jones is if you look at Mac Jones' numbers last year, the guy threw for – 4,500 yards, 41 touchdowns, and four interceptions in a COVID-shortened season where they waltzed to a national title. Like, Mac Jones's numbers were comparable to Joe Burrow two years ago. It's just the fact that, I don't know, I, like, I don't know why, why should we be surprised Mac Jones uh, jumped up like this? Alabama quarterbacks, it's notorious. Uh, that That's the issue, is that Alabama quarterbacks – have had a ton of success in college, and it has never translated into the NFL, ever. It just hasn't. I mean, Joe Namath is the only one that has a Super Bowl. Other than that, Blake Sims, trash. Greg McElroy, trash. A.J. McCarron, trash. Who's the who's the Florida State transfer? That- oh, Jacob Coker. Trash. Phil Sims, Philip Sims, whatever his name was. Blake Sims. Blake Sims, yeah. They're all bad. And so that, that I think, and that's not Mac Jones's fault by any means. It's just a product of the environment of the system. And, but he's kind of bucked that trend because somebody, Kyle Shanahan, sees value in what Mac Jones brings to the, the table. I still don't understand why Justin Fields has dropped. If in fact, I, you kind of think this is a steal. If now, hey, look, Mel Kuyper's, 5.6 mock draft is not going to be scripture and everything that that is going to happen but the patriots are a quarterback needy team just a one year deal with cam newton they want to find the replacement 
this is a good value if the Patriots can get Justin Fields at 10. I feel. Yeah, well, and Ohio State quarterbacks have not had success in the NFL really uh, either. Like Dwayne Haskins, Cardell Jones, uh, they haven't done anything, right? Like, so, you know, who, Troy Smith? I mean, come on. Like, Ohio State quarterbacks have, have kind of been similar. Cardell Jones was drafted when? I mean, probably the third round. But right, I'm just talking so about, he, but, I, he doesn't count. But no, but the point is what Ohio State quarterback has had success in the NFL where Alabama quarterbacks haven't, right? It's it's the same Like who is the first round pick uh, that is Ohio State quarterbacks? Troy Smith was iPhone one. So like that's too long ago. But Zach, you're talking about Greg McElroy and A.J. McCarron. A.J. McCarron was a late round draft pick. So you're bringing him up. Dwayne Haskins. But what I'm saying is Dwayne Haskins, his problem were, were, were Isaiah Wilson-type problems. They, they were off-the-field ego problems. They're sure. strip club in a pandemic when your coach has cancer-type problems. That's one guy. Like, the other guys like at Ohio, that Ohio State has produced have not been bad guys. But my point is, Ohio State hasn't produced quarterbacks to the NFL just like Alabama hasn't either. But why they, did they both Jones won- go up and Justin Fields go down? Well, uh, I mean, you could say like the the Dan Orlovsky comments from a couple of weeks ago were, you know, comments that he heard. He retracted right? those. Yeah, he well he he they were they were interesting, right? And so well, he went back on him. He got too much heat. He went to go find an Ohio State guy that knew him, and then came back, and that's he, why he Herb recklessly Street, stated things in the. Flip. That's why Herb Street blasted his ass, and he should have because Orlovsky. At times, I'm okay with Dan Orlovsky, and at times, he's on get up. So well, he's already discredited. He's been ESPNized, right? Like you get hired by ESPN, and you're expected to come up with hot takes that make waves. Right. But I'm going to judge you based on that. Sure. But that's what ESPN's paying him to do. Right. But believe your hot takes, and he's throwing crap out there. Well, yeah, right. So, season of lies, Puka says, which is absolutely true. So, part of me thinks that Justin Fields is dropping because a team really likes him and wants him to drop. Um, you know, people don't know if Justin Fields can read defenses, like, from read one to two to three, but I- I've seen people dispute that. Uh, does Is he purely accurate, or is he a C-open throw? type of guy where you have to he's not purely uh, accurate we know no, he's not and his numbers show that but he's got a he's got an incredible skill set Dronny says what do people see in mac jones the ability to come in and distribute and be accurate with the football but you got guys are a bit open that that's the difference they see mac jones and i think especially the 49ers is to be able to give the playmakers around Mac Jones an opportunity to make plays where Russell Wilson makes plays because he is Russell Wilson, right? And they've just started to give him playmakers around him. Justin Fields will be expected because this is who he is, not to just be a traditional manager. He will have to make plays with his legs, with his athleticism, with his arm, with his intelligence, and so that's asking a lot more of Justin Fields than Mac Jones, I believe, will be asked of. Yeah, and for me, I like Justin Fields. Like I, I do. I think he's legit. I think he's a really good athlete. If you watched him play in that college championship or the the semifinal game against Clemson, like you saw what 
the best of Justin Fields is where he threw for 385 and six touchdowns and had like broken ribs in that. So I like Justin Fields. Will he be there at 10 for the Patriots to make a move though? Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I love the fact, this is one thing I do agree with Mel Kuyper. I think he got the trade partner correct. I definitely could see the Cowboys trading back out of 10 with that quarterback needy team to get more picks. Because the Cowboys, now that they've signed Dak Prescott and have some stability, I'm not saying good stability, but stability, they have to concentrate on getting more players on defense so they don't get roasted and toasted in the fourth quarter like they have. Yeah. So I, I like the trade partner. Um, I could see the Patriots trading with the Cowboys to 10. I just don't know if Justin Fields is going to be there. Well, it's it's do the Broncos like him at 9? And, that, and that's it. Like if he if he gets past the Broncos at nine, then he'll be there at ten for somebody to move up with the Cowboys. And if you're the Dallas Cowboys, you absolutely hope that's the case, right? Yeah. And look, the Patriots. I I, I don't see them being a you know twelve win team next year. I believe they'll be more of a wild card team. The Bills are just going to win that division. Like okay, Percy saying watch Fields versus Northwestern Indiana. Uh, I think those were his two rougher games, I believe. Yeah, he, he was against Northwestern. He was uh, – who had a really good defense last year. They only scored 22 points. They won by 12. But he only threw for 114 yards, no touchdowns, and two picks. Against Indiana, he was 18 for 30 for 300 yards, two touchdowns, and three picks. He was pretty reckless in that game. And uh, you see Jeff – Big Ten Jeff, who's triggered on this topic. Shade on Austin and Zach for continuing this Fields is an accurate theory. Like, he's not as accurate as other quarterbacks in this draft. There's a difference between completion percentage and accuracy. You can throw 70% completion percentage, but still not be a purely accurate guy based on what the offense was wanting you to do. In the NFL, accuracy is not just a completion. Accuracy is where the ball was positioned to the open target and what they could do with it. So there's and, more to it. And I'd say this to Big Ten Jeff, Josh Allen was not accurate when he was drafted. That was what they were describing him as. And you know what? That was true. His first, his rookie and his sophomore season in the NFL, not accurate. Right. And and he is he is an exception. You don't usually see the progression of, of accuracy improve like that, but he has. But that was the, the 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 knock on him coming out of Wyoming, and it's just one of the knocks of, of Justin Fields coming out of Ohio State. This is not a I hate Ohio State conversation. Now, I do hate Ohio State, <laughs> but this is not one of them. I can get past that. This is just diagnosing a quarterback and why he's falling. Big Ten Jeff, do you have any – Ohio State Jeff, do you have any inkling – or reasoning why he's falling, I, I th there has been nothing that just stands out besides these scouts and these GMs and these coaches of NFL teams. They have got to have seen something. There has to be a reason. Sure, sure. So Donald says Fields or Trey Lance. I I personally know more about Justin Fields than I do Trey Lance. I I would go with Justin Fields. Trey Lance only played one game last year because of how that season and that level of college football went. So I, I like Justin Fields over Trey Lance, but again, I have no idea. I have so no Jeff idea. 
Jeff's going with the smear campaign that people are hating on his uh, just negative reports, throwing out complete erroneous knocks. I, I don't. Maybe that's a little bit, Jeff, but it's not the whole reason why you go from being the second overall pick and projected to be that to now 10, the fourth quarterback taken, maybe the fifth quarterback taken. You don't do that. Like that doesn't, that's a, a fall from grace. And there uh-huh. has to be a reason. I'll say this. One thing Jeff is right about BS reports is his lack of wanting to be great or lack of work ethic. That was absolute BS and unfair to Justin Fields. And I don't 100%. think teams thought that though. Well, yes, maybe not. I don't know. But, and Puka and Titans Fly bring up good, good points. How do we know he's falling? Whose board are we using? The only boards we can use are boards that paid NFL draft analysts are putting together based on what they are hearing from their contacts. There's val- there is some value to that. I'm not saying there's all value to that. Like I make fun of the Mel Kuyper 8.7 mock drafts, but Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay and these draft analysts, they do know some information. Like they're not com- they're not like Austin and I just coming up with mock drafts based on what we we know and what we see and the needs. They diagnose this is their job. Yes. Now, people are bad at their jobs all over the country, but this is their job. I do put a little bit of weight to that. Yeah, and Jeff says, You tell me that, Zach, since you know so much on fields because you've given BS to J- Jeff. We're we're asking a question. Why is this happening? Like, and you're getting so butthurt over your precious Justin Fields. Being the 10th overall pick, dude. Jeff, 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 Jeff. Take a deep breath, my man. What I said, he's, he ha- he struggles with his accuracy. Go read your boards, bro. Go, go on the internet and look at what the negative things on Justin Fields are. His accuracy is one of those. The other thing, I was asking the question. I don't know. I'm admitting <laughs> I do not know, Jeff. It's not that I know so much. I do know quite a bit. But in this situation, I am admitting I do not know. I I went to the Big Ten Jeff expert to ask. And you you answered the question, which I, I respect. And you said that it was more about the reports and the smear campaign going on on him. But I don't know. I, I, I cannot wrap my head around why he's dropping I think he's a good kid. I think he's a leader. He led against, you know, Kevin F and Warren, who didn't want to play because he yeah. thought that the, the coronavirus was the plague and was going to kill everybody under 20. He, he didn't want to play. Justin Fields did. He came up and stepped up and I think was a big reason why the Big Ten, you know, had had to come back and actually play. It was a big reason for that. So I like Justin Fields and what he stood for and what he stands for. I don't like Ohio State, but that's not anything of Justin Fields' problem. I respect him as a player and as a person, and I think he could be a good quarterback. I don't know why he's dropping, though. Yeah, Maven says Austin's the new Buck Rising flaming people. Whoa, Maven. Where do you think – who do you think trained Buck Rising on – with all due respect to Buck, who do you think set Buck up to – to be successful in his primetime shows in his podcast. Well, that's what he's saying, though, is you taught him how to 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 
No, he's saying people. that I'm the new Buck. In yeah. the, the, I'm following Buck's footsteps. That's no, we uh, we we helped Buck with his <laughs> ability to have the confidence to flame people in the comment section because we've been doing this longer than Buck. Well, it's also easy, and, and this is you guys know this. It's easy to flame people. Like if Austin wasn't here, I could flame all of you, right? And nobody's gonna be like, "Okay, you're wrong. That's actually a good comment," or "Hold me accountable." That's the one thing. And look, Buck does his primetime show. I enjoy that. We created that show. It's a good show. He has his radio show on 104.5 The Zone from 10 to 1. He does a good job there. But yes, I disagree with Buck a lot. I thought he had a a tweet the other day that was ass backwards. It was stupid, dumb. But he didn't have, this is why I like this show. If I was on Buck's show and he was a co-host, you don't think I'd hold his ass accountable and try to pin his ass up against a brick wall every day? Hell yeah, I would. But that's just not how the show goes, and that's why he flames people. It's also entertaining at yes, times. Yes, But Buck does take it overboard, so we've had to tell Buck to reel it back in before. Yeah, every once in a while. And Donald says, I like how uh, we're getting heated and haven't even gotten to the Titans yet. That's right, because we're talking about the three biggest takeaways from Mel Kuyper's latest mock draft, and the next one that we're talking about is about the Tennessee Titans and who Mel Kuyper has. Which wide receiver Mel Kuyper has the Titans taking? And we'll ask you a question about three specific wide receivers in this draft. But first, let me tell all of you guys about Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com. They're the professional landlords in the Nashville area. Just go to RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefit. Create extra cash flows for you and your family. Also, if you're currently renting and want to move, look at all their great inventory that they have on their website at renterswarehouse.com. You check it out right there at renterswarehouse.com. It is eSports. We are powered by BetMGM. Make sure you use that promo code ATOZ Sports to get great promotions that they're running to win some money. Uh, before we get to these, these water shoes, I'm really uh, excited about this conversation. But I, I do want to bring this up because this is the show, Titans for Life, who I disagree with most of the time. It says, but... That's what the show is. It's about critically disagreeing but not holding it personally. And that's another reason why the show is set up what it is. Our end of show topics is actually the best portion of the show because I honestly, I forget what I get mad at Austin about early on in the show. And I don't take it personally. We end the show and then we get to work on how to build the company, right? So like there is a setup for that success, but none of this is good without the interaction like Titans for Life, like Nate, like Steven, like Big Ten Jeff and Chris and Percy and all these guys. So that's what makes the show. No doubt about that. Okay, so the wide receivers in this mock draft from Mel Kuyper, he's got you know the, the top-shelf guys going high uh, with, uh, with uh, Jamar Chase, 7 to the Lions, Devontae Smith, 8 to the Panthers, and then Jalen Waddle, 11th to the New York Giants. Then there's a drop-off. There's a a few picks, 11, uh, in between the wide receiver picks, where the Tennessee Titans take the fourth wide receiver off the board, not counting Cal Pitts, and they don't take Terrence Marshall Jr. from LSU. They don't take Rashad Bateman from Minnesota, my guy. They take Zach's guy, A.J. Brown's guy, Ole Miss product, Elijah Moore, at 22 overall. I think that... Is a it's really one of the first times I've seen a notable mock draft analyst that has a big platform 
Mel Kuyper Jr. has a, he created the industry. Mel Kuyper did. That's what happened. He has the Titans going with Elijah Moore, the fourth wide receiver. How do you feel about that, Zach? Well, let's ask this question because you, you say Elijah Moore, let's get, let's get the interaction going. Who goes after Elijah Moore? Well, it has uh, the Ravens going 27th uh, with Marshall out of LSU and the Packers at 29 getting Bateman from Minnesota. So that is why I wanted you to do that. That's the most telling thing is that it's not that Mel Kuyper picked the Titans to pick Elijah Moore. It's the fact that Elijah Moore is the first wide receiver from that second tier wide receiver group in the first round to go off the board. Yep. That is... That tells me something. That means we talked about Justin Fields possibly dropping. Elijah Moore, the rise. I, I love the rise because I, I wherever Elijah Moore goes, I will cheer for him. It's just like you like watching Alvin Kamara score touchdowns. I understand that, right? Elijah Moore being the first guy and going above Rashad Bateman and Terrence Marshall Jr. in the and, and Tony. And, 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 and Tony is Tony going 33 to the Jags in this mock draft. That I think is the most telling sign for me. So this is the question. Which of these wide receivers do you like the most out of these, the, the next three that we talked about in the first round as mocked up by Mel Kuyper, Elijah Moore, Rashad base Bateman or Terrace Marshall jr. All three give value, but now the Titans taking Elijah Moore. Ah, that, that opens my eyes. So I'll read what Kuyper says about Elijah Moore. He says, well, the Titans are another team that could address the pass rush. I really like Moore's fit as Tannehill's primary slot target. Had over 1,100 yards receiving in eight games last year, working predominantly out of the slot. Can be a high-volume, easy-throw target alongside A.J. Brown, who has blossomed to a legit number one wideout. Cornerback is another reason is another position to watch for Tennessee. What he says about Marshall, Lamar Jackson needs an outside wide receiver who can run every route. That's Marshall. It's rare that a team is able to find a guy like that late in round one. What he says about uh, Bateman uh, there at 29 to the Packers. Packers haven't been able to add roster improvements because they're up against the cap. So snag a wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers. Bateman played outside and in the slot for the Golden Gophers. Averaged 20 yards a catch in 19, would instantly become Green Bay's number two wide out behind Devontae Adams. So it's all about fit, right? What, what's your preference? There's predominant slot guy, Elijah Moore, predominant outside guy, Marshall, and then mix inside outside Bateman, right? I I prefer Rashad Bateman. Like I like all three. All three have upsides, all three have pros. I like Rashad Bateman. He's my guy. He is the combo A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, and that is what the Titans need in their next wide receiver, knowing that Josh Reynolds is just on a one-year deal for very cheap. I'm glad you brought up Josh Reynolds because I think he's important to this conversation. Right. How do the Titans view Josh Reynolds? Based on the contract, not very high, but that's him signing it. Well, it's a great him. deal. It's a great deal for the Titans. Right, and so you can't knock either side. They signed it, right? Right, yeah. How do they view him, though? Do they feel that he's going to be an impact player? Is that they're going to give him a lot of opportunity? That he's going to start right out of the gates, not give him the job, but really set him up? Or are they going to draft over him? Right? That, that This is the biggest question 
on how the Titans actually feel about their roster. This is a John Robinson question because they may not be very high on Josh Reynolds. That They may feel that he's just a fill-in guy. And if he's a fill-in guy, it's really Bateman or Marshall. But if they well, feel that Josh Reynolds can come in there and give them some good time and give them, I don't know, half of what Corey Davis gave them last year, you draft Elijah Moore. Well, what what role does A.J. Brown play and what role does Corey Davis play? A.J. Brown is your ex-wide receiver. He is your on-the-line wide receiver who you use as your primary guy, right? You base your route concepts off of A.J. Brown. Corey Davis was the Z. He was the slot movement wide receiver, and they used Corey Davis in a lot of different ways because he was a bigger body guy who could motion, he could block down, he could run routes, all those, all that type of stuff. So I think Bateman is that Z guy. Elijah Moore is just a smaller version of Bateman, like a much smaller version of it. He's like 5'9", isn't he? Elijah Moore is replacing Adam Humphreys. That's what Elijah Moore is doing. He's and running I, those routes, and on top of that, this is what Elijah Moore does that Adam Humphreys was not even close to being able to do. And I just said, I'm not comparing the wide receiver. I'm saying that the routes that they would run is they would use Elijah Moore like they tried to use Cameron uh, Batson. Uh, Batson last year in these trick formations, these jet sweeps, these, hey, fake it to Henry, fake it to Moore, throw it to Brown. This opens up your offense because of the weapon weaponization, if I just make that word up, of what Elijah Moore can bring to your offense because he's a threat at any time. And I, I, I believe he can get past linebackers in that space, and that's, that's key when you're in the slot, the drag routes and the hitch routes over the middle of the field. I think that opens this offense up because these defenses are going to be king on really two individuals. Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown. If you give them a third individual to key on, it's like double teaming in the NBA. Somebody's going to be open. Right. No, and so Bobby says, if Zach's statement is true, we can't, the Titans can't be using a 22nd overall pick to replace Adam Humphreys. I, I agree with that. Dom says, if they feel like Reynolds is a legit number two, I doubt they even go receiver at all that early. I kind of agree with that, but I don't think they view Josh Reynolds as a legit number two, or else they would have given him a longer contract. I, I, see, I, no, I, Josh Reynolds, we don't know what the other market, right? We don't know what the other teams were saying. So that's important, right? We don't know his worth or his value in the eyes of other franchises. I think I would be very happy if I was the Titans that had Derrick Henry. You're going to probably draft a tight end in round two, three, or four. Josh Reynolds on the outside, A.J. Brown, and Elijah Moore. I I can get on board with that. I also could get on board with A.J. Brown and either Bateman or Marshall, but I think I've come to the realization you're not getting any of you're not getting Elijah Moore even if you're trading up in the second round. So you're now looking no, this at, is your chance. This right? is your chance. Or you're this trading back, chance. right? But we don't know who they're going to trade back or who's going to move up for the Titans there. So. But here's the one thing that I do know about Elijah Moore and that I love. Not only that he went to Ole Miss. Yes, I'm biased in that sense. But he is a tryhard. He's a work hard. He has the mentality of A.J. Brown. And that's – you know how we were asking the question is, why is Justin Fields dropping and why is Elijah Moore on the rise? Elijah Moore is on the rise 
not only because of his skill set, but it's because of his mindset. You're well, not going to have to worry Justin about any Fields of the BS. He is he is bizarro as Isaiah Wilson. But, He's going to come in there and grind. But don't don't say that about Elijah Moore and then use that in the Justin Fields conversation because that's the the Justin Fields lacking the mindset to be great is ridiculous. No, I, you didn't understand what I said. Well, you didn't, I, you didn't say the, it very well. No, I, no, you didn't understand. No, then you. What didn't I say said, I said was earlier the conversation was this is why you didn't listen, Austin. And it's important for you too. Is we couldn't figure out why Justin Fields was dropping. As I stated, I'm telling you why Elijah Moore is on the rise. Don't get that twisted. Okay, well, then you shouldn't even involve Justin Fields in this I, I referenced a, a previous conversation you had with all of us yeah. literally okay. less right. than 10 once, minutes once ago. Again, I don't so think... that's, that's lack of listening comprehension okay. on no, your part. I disagree. I disagree, but we'll move on from that. So I, I do think if you're the Tennessee Titans, I think you absolutely have to account for the relationship of A.J. Brown and Elijah Moore. I think that's a benefit. I am more likely and more comfortable with taking Elijah Moore at 22 overall because I have one of his best friends, A.J. Brown, on the roster in the same position. I think that's a good recipe to have success and good chemistry out of the gates with a rookie wide receiver. Do you disagree with that, or is that overblown? Uh, uh, A.J. Brown's going to have a good relationship with whatever wide receiver comes in, but I do think after getting burned by Isaiah Wilson – I think that's a positive for the Titans in this situation. I don't I don't put any weight into that. Friends are friends. You could you could use it as a good and a bad thing, right? Does it I, I look at it as I know Elijah Moore's work ethic and that gets me excited. It's not that he's buddies with AJ Brown and they can wear twinning 1K necklaces. I that I don't care. No, about. It's not about that. It's about working together. And, I, and that's my point. They're it's, both gonna work on and off the field, whether it's together, they're boys, they're friends, or they're not. You got to go get yours in the NFL. I like Elijah Moore's mindset. And I would say this if he was drafted by the Seahawks or the Packers or the Ravens or somebody else, I would say they're gonna get an outstanding guy that is going to come in there and outwork people. That's why AJ Brown has been so good. It's he's a second round pick that has surpassed, and I'm going to say it, a top five pick in Corey Davis like lightning right past him. And Corey Davis, whoop, uh, I can't even get a thousand yards. Well, AJ Brown has two, count them, one, two, one K necklaces around that man's neck. So that is all about work ethic, drive, and skill. And I see that in Elijah Moore. Sure, I do too. And Malachi says Brown didn't know Corey Davis until he was drafted and they worked great together. Now, I'm not saying that A.J. Brown's going to not work great with whoever they draft. A.J. Brown is a likable, work-hard guy who has a great personality, who works awesome and is a good teammate to everybody. But I, I, my point was, I do think the connection between A.J. Brown and Elijah Moore is an added bonus to the Titans thinking about selecting Elijah Moore, an yeah, added and, bonus, and I, I I don't, but that's it doesn't uh, that, that's it's not that big. I, I think AJ Brown's going to be a badass, whether it's Terrace Marshall Jr. or Rashad Bateman. But I, I do think there's a little bit extra juice. Zach, you love juice, a little bit extra juice if Elijah Moore and AJ Brown are in that same wide receiver group together, no doubt. And and look, I've I've gone on record. They need a defensive pass rusher and a wide receiver. I don't want them to take a cornerback at 22. I don't think that would be a smart decision. I think you can get that in the second or third round. I, I've been okay with uh, with three guys at wide receiver. Other than that, I, I think the Titans should draft a pass rusher. That is the guys we're talking about. Marshall Jr., Elijah Moore, because of my connection and my, my 
thought process on him and Bateman. I don't want them to draft Tony. I don't think that would be a good move. Same. But uh, but that's where I stand. It's wide receiver or defensive pass rusher. All right, so uh, of these three receivers, I like Bateman first. He's my guy. I like Elijah Moore second and Marshall third. I, I'm a little different. I go Elijah Moore first, then Marshall Jr., and then Bateman. I just think that Marshall Jr., I think he can be a star and immediately replace Corey Davis. Know, know what he is supposed to do. I think the simplicity of that, sometimes you get an A.J. Brown where it doesn't really matter. He could do it all. But I like Marshall Jr. coming into this offense and saying, all right, you're going to be the outside wide receiver. You're going to be the big body. The, the guy's 6'5". 6'4", 6'5". 6'3". I don't know what he's listed, but uh, he's big. Right, he's tall. a big, yeah. He's a he's a longer, bigger body guy, and yeah. I I think you can come in and he will perform better in the simpler form of his position. That's kind of why I rank them, but they're close. Marshall Jr. and Bateman are not too far off. Uh, no, I I just like Bateman's versatility. Where a more in Marshall or more slot and outside guys, respectively. So I like the versatility of what. Rashad Bateman brings. Maven asked a question, what pass rusher would be available at 22? Uh, we actually did a, our whole show on that yesterday, Maven. So you go back and check the best fit for Titans pass rushers uh, at the first round pick uh, and check that out. So uh, Zach, let's go ahead and get to this. Let's go ahead and get to throwing shade here on a, uh, actually, no, we got one more topic. I almost jumped the gun on that. We're already an hour in and we got one more topic before shade uh, about, about the NFL vets trying to boycott spring OTAs. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Calvin and Subtle. Yeah, and this is a, a, a simple topic that is a fair foul question. I mean, that's that's we, we're going to get your answer. I do think it is a good topic based on the trend of what's been going on. But I do want to tell you guys about where you should get your hardwood floors. 615-448-6414. That's 615-448-6414 or online at calvinandsubtle.com. We feature these bad boys on our show every single day, this is the Rivoli. I've been talking about it all week. It will pop in a white kitchen. Your wife, I'm talking about loving you, loving you again today, tomorrow, the next day, next week, next year, and the next thousands of years because marriage is forever. You're going to look at your wife and be like, hey, great idea. Let's call Calvin and Subtle, 615-448-6414. Let's renovate our house. Let's rip up this grimy carpet or the old hardwood floors in your kitchen now upgrade it calvin and uh austin muted himself but he now can unmute uh, himself see i was muting myself as a personal courtesy to everybody watching the show and you zach you gotta unmute though i, I know my, my bad on that but ben mgm download the app there the title sponsor of a to z sports Use our code ATOZ Sports uh, to get a risk-free bet up to six hundred dollars with your first deposit and your first bet. That's the King of Sportsbooks BetMGM app. It's a great app. I love the app. It's actually one of my favorite apps on my entire phone. Use the code ATOZ Sports when you sign up to get that risk-free bet up to six hundred bucks with your first deposit. So, quick, easy topic here: fair or foul about the NFL veterans wanting to boycott? The spring OTAs, and by the way, OTAs in the spring are always and have been always voluntary workouts for all NFL players. So fair or foul for the NFL vets to boycott spring OTAs, three teams 
have already said they're not doing this. The Broncos, the Seahawks, and the Buccaneers said they are out on OTAs uh, this spring. Uh, I think this is foul. Uh, <laughs> and I'll, I'll just go ahead and, and say this. I understand everybody has an opinion, right? But there's a reason why the players have a union. And don't sit there and tell me that, oh, well, now that we have 17 games, you negotiated that. You agreed upon it. If you really didn't want it, strike. You've done that before. This is complete BS. And so, like, I, I look at this is foul. You signed the deal. Don't bitch, moan, and complain because you don't want to practice. Yeah, we talk about practice. They get, and, and I'll give you an example. Here's why teams should absolutely hold. And I'm not talking about old school. Like, I do remember two a days in training camp. I was still covering the team when that happened, but I'm not talking about that. Virtual OTAs, guys, check out. It's like virtual school. Okay. Even though it's a job, like, look, I got a six and a four year old niece and nephew. They hate that. Why? Because they don't pay attention as much as they do as when they are in person. I get the pandemic, and that's a whole nother conversation with vaccines and stuff. But this is foul. You agreed upon it. And don't be like Gronk. Gronk said, what did Gronk do? Gronk recorded a bunch of workouts and then sent it to the coaches because he just did them all at once to change his T-shirts. It's a good idea when you're trying to fool the system, right? I used to do that stuff in high school all the time. Bad student. I got through bad student. But I, you can't count on every single NFL player being able to learn the way that they need to learn and be the best. And this is a business, right? The team signed them to a contract. It's a two-way street. We always say, like, you know, players get paid. It's a two-way street. They get paid for a reason. This is foul. Go to the OTAs and do what you need to do. Um, I'm going to read some comments before we uh, do this. So before I, I say this, uh, teams wanting virtual OTAs are vet heavy. Puka says, Ronnie says fair because it's voluntary. Bobby says it's foul. It marginalizes the opportunity for rookies and undrafted free agents to make an impact in workouts, practice, etc., and reeks of self-preservation of veteran players under the skies of COVID safety. Whoa, Bobby. That's a, that's a hell of a comment. There Bobby, Bobby, you are Maybe. getting the love of the show. I, that, I, boom. I, right Everybody is going to continue to use this damn pandemic as an out of, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Shut your mouth and get back to work. That's in my opinion. All right. So Maven says foul. G-Man says foul. Brent says fair if voluntary. Aaron says big foul from him. Steven says fair. Alex foul for sure. Zach Goodman says foul. If it's not in their contract, then fair. Billy says foul. Do your damn job. Real, Real Mort says it's tricky because the extra time with new coaches and coordinators could be very helpful. Uh, Sean, is a boy is it a boycott if it's already optional to begin with? Uh, I think it, it gets to a point where it does, right? I think what they're saying is ordinarily we would go, but because of this, we're all not going to, right? And I get it. Like everybody has an opinion now. This is 2021, and it's not going to get any better. Like, I do think that there needs to be more conversations between two sides. I, I value that. We do that every day. But there, there comes to a point where nobody gives a damn about your opinion. Go do your job. And I feel like in this point, 
It's not a shut up and dribble type of thing. This is not talking about civil rights or movements or anything like this. It's labor negotiations. This is labor negotiations. Yes. And it's it's the it's the players who got something in a weird pandemic COVID year last offseason. Realized, no, oh, that was kind of nice. Kind of like that. Kind of like not having to show up to the facility every day in April and May where I could work out on my own, jump on a couple Zoom meetings with my teammates, and then hang out with my wife and kids, right? Like that's, they're like, I kind of like that. I, I kind of think that's that's good for me. And so for me, I I think it's fair. It's, it's their voluntary workouts. Who cares? If veterans don't want to show up, then don't show up. If rookies want to show up or young players want to show up because they think they need that, they value those OTAs, those workouts, those that time in the classroom with their coaches and other teammates, then go. It's it's literally voluntary. And then so we'll make them mandatory next time. Then, well, then the next CBA, when that comes up, that'll be a, co- a conversation. But right now, the CBA is signed through whatever year, 2028 or whatever year it is. They're voluntary. What, so, if the, what if the team say, hey, we're going to boycott paying you? That's but Zach, like their contracts are not paid about OTAs. Like they don't get paid for OTAs. They get paid their 17 game checks. I understand, but this is more bitching. Like, right? It's I, I don't even think of it as a boycott. It's a bitch. It, I mean, right? That that's what it is. And and I get that it's voluntary, right? I, I completely if it's voluntary, you don't have to do that. But it's the same thing, and I'll give you a story, something that's dear to my heart, because uh Super Bowl year, when the Bucs won it with Warren Sapp, Keyshawn Johnson came on that team. Keyshawn Johnson said he was going to be all in when he was traded from the Jets to the Bucs. It was a big deal, right? Yeah. Keyshawn Johnson decided not to show up to voluntary minicamp. Warren Sapp tells a story, man, that's what we do. That's where the team is built for that season. Teams change, right? Corey Davis not going to be on the Titans team this year. Where year was uh, that? Other people. Huh? Where year was that? That was 2003. Yeah, a lot of things have happened and changed since 2003. But you know what hasn't? No. You know what hasn't? Foundational relationships that are built with face-to-face interaction. Mouthful, but true. That has not changed since 1954 to 2056. It's never going to change. The value of a face-to-face interaction uh, will always be more than an email, text, Zoom, uh, whatever you do. And that is what I'm talking about. And that's what the teams should value. And that's why I think this is foul. I think it's fair if you don't want to show up. Like, you remember, like, even, like, I remember back in, like, high school, like, you would have voluntary workouts, but everybody knew they weren't voluntary because if you didn't show up to voluntary workouts, you are going to get your ass chewed out or something was going to come back around and burn you on the other side. Well, now voluntary is actually is really becoming voluntary at this point. And so if they don't want to show up, fine. And they have a mandatory mini camp in June. That's mandatory. Show up for that. Be done. Because that's contractually obligated as a mandatory mini camp. Now, somebody brought up. Do they the want to win? Okay. Did, no, Zach, I'm asking. Zach, everybody had this situation last spring. And I think teams still won games. The Titans still won the division, like without these things. How bad do you want to win? My point is, I no, think no, no. I, I, let's talk about this. I know your point, and I respect it. It's look, fine. I, look, Zach. How bad do you want to win, Zach? Here, hold on. Me personally, I would show up. I would be one of the guys that would go to these voluntary workouts because that's my personality, right? 
you would do the same thing. G-Man says, aren't incentives tied to this? There are a tiny, tiny percentage of NFL players, veterans, who have workout bonuses tied to these voluntary OTAs. The Tennessee Titans have zero players on contract right now who have a workout bonus for these voluntary OTAs. I want winners. Okay. They won 11 games last year without OTAs. Yeah, 11. Not good enough. They also got bounced. I want guys that want it so damn bad that they'd be willing to go to the edge of the earth for it. That's how I feel about what I do. I want more guys with that mindset. And boycotting or AKA bitching about it is not the mindset that I I, I feel is the correct way. Look, as an owner of a media company who covers one of the 32 NFL teams, I want them to go to OTAs because that gives us content in the month of April and May. Yeah, I'm not. That's not my basis. I I could care less about that. I understand that because we know the business. Yes, but uh, this is about a personal drive of a individual, a human being, trying to accomplish a goal. That's what this is. Whether you're trying to win the softball World Series, whether you're trying to win your rec league, but this is on a bigger scale, on a bigger stage with a lot more money. I want winners. Okay, Zach. All right, Mike Singletary, your your boomer ass is going to be out of the league because you don't adapt to the younger players. Uh, Mike Singletary is one of the greatest linebackers of all time. Oh, I'm not talking about him as a linebacker. I'm talking about him as, him and as a coach. You, that mentality, that Zach, mindset Zach, did, did, did made Mike him a Hall of Famer. Did Mike Singletary say, I want winners as a player? No, he said he's a failing coach in the no, NFL. Mike Singletary had that mindset his entire life. That's fine. But he obviously, him Hall of Fame mindset, linebacker. Him, great. Greatest awesome. defense ever. Sucky coach. That's all that matters. That's what I'm talking about, right? No, Sucky what coach. I'm talking about is mindset. That's fine. He had that mindset. We're talking about player mindset, though. Damn thing for him. We're talking about player mindset. Well, well, then it makes perfect sense. Then quote a player saying that as a player, not as a coach. No, I will quote. I will quote a Hall of Fame linebacker with the mindset of what players in today should have. Okay, let's get to throwing shade here on this show. But first, let me tell everybody about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, where one fifteen-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room because of full-body electronic muscle stimulation. Guys, the science is real. The results are real. Mandu.com, your first workout, is absolutely free. It is for everybody. So go take advantage of that first free workout by checking out what it feels like. The EMS, electronic muscle stimulation, is fantastic. It's easy on your joints, which means it's easy on your previous injuries. Mandu.com, your first workout, is absolutely free. Don't forget, BetMGM. Get on that bad boy. Download the app today. Promo code ATOZ Sports. They are the title sponsor of A to Z Sports. Great title sponsor. Look, up and down. I've had a tough couple of days losing some some close parlays on one out of four games. But I'm back on the saddle tonight. Got some NBA action going. It is a great time on that app. Yep, no doubt. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older. Must be present in Tennessee for gambling problem support. Call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. Here live, throwing shade to wrap up this Wednesday show. So get your shade in the comment section. I've already seen Jeff, Big Ten Jeff, has dual shade today. So we'll, we'll read Jeff's shade here in a second. So uh, sh- throwing shade here, Zach. 
You want me to go first or you want to go first? You can go first. Okay. So if you haven't noticed, I have struggled through this show. This show has been taxing on me. It has not been very fun. I've had to mute and unmute my mic. I don't know how many times, dozens of times. It's, it's ridiculous, right? I have terrible, terrible seasonal allergies. Awful. Every April in the first half of May, in the last week of June, I am a miserable human being because of what the outdoors do to me. Just take so, some Zyrtec, dude. That's my shade. Everybody who thinks that, oh, have you ever tried Claritin? Like, oh, so I'm just sitting over here being a miserable human being and I've never tried the most commercialized seasonal allergy medicine at known to man. Like, I've never, I've never heard of that. Like Ronnie earlier said, dude, get some Flonase. Oh, yeah, because I've never thought of doing a nasal spray that helps my seasonal allergies because, my God, people, I've tried it all. Right now, I use a cocktail combination of Zizol, uh, a prescription nasal spray, and a rotation of Benadryl to get myself through my day-to-day. I have tried it all. I have done allergy tests. I am allergic to everything in my backyard. I'm allergic to everything in the outside in Middle Tennessee. Right now, Christopher says Allegra works. Allegra worked for me in 2015. Allegra does not work for me in 2021. So I, 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 I can't do it anymore. I don't have anything that fixes it for me. I have to get allergy shots and those will happen in January of 2022 when I line up insurance and deductibles and knock this stuff out because it's not cheap to get two straight years of allergy shots every week. So the financial plan is set. I'm making it through this spring. I'm going to survive, but I've, I've heard of Claritin. I've heard of Allegra. I've tried Zyrtec D. I'm currently doing all these things to get through my life. So please don't try to educate me on allergy medicine because I've tried it all. That's Dude, what about natural herbs, bro? Oh, yeah. I, I used to do like local honey because the bees pollinate with the pollen I'm allergic to. I've done all this stuff. I've tried all these tricks. I Hell, I do 40 jumping jacks when my nose gets stuffy That's because that helps help me. That helps me for 15 minutes. I, I'm going to tell you that that is exactly. called, that is, that my friend is what we call placebo. No, it is. it's no, it helps me like active physical activity helps me when I go work out. It helps if I'm not outside working out, when I go work out, I can breathe because movement helps things go. Right. When I do 40 jumping jacks. I clear out my nose for literally 10 to 15 minutes. And then I gotta go do more. Right. And so it's crack, right? That's it's the crack pandemic. Yes, but again, I, really. I, my point is I I have to find these little things that buy me 15 minutes of freedom of breathing and not being a mouth breather throughout this month. That's my point. Look, I, and I, I hate it for you. I, I, I've had allergies. I have seasonal allergies, but they're nowhere close. And you've had them for years. I mean, this is... And they've gotten thing. worse every... The last three years, they've gotten worse. And that's why I'm on the brink of just being miserable in this six week period. All right. I, I've, I've got two shades. I'm going to go with both of them. Uh, we'll end on something nasty, but let, let's get to the chat. Uh, Big 10 Jeff dual shade today. Big 10 Jeff says shade on Michigan for not having a public spring game and trying to hide that train wreck of a team. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was good, Jeff. That made me organically laugh. And 
Shade on Chris Mortensen, who said yesterday that Fields is dropping because of his throwing motion, which is odd because he plays baseball, which he hasn't played since 2018. Like, Big Ten Jeff loves him some Justin Fields. He wanted to bet me, and and Austin, what do you think about this bet? Jeff wanted to bet me that Justin Fields goes third overall. I think I can kind of take that bet because yeah. I think it's going to be Mac Jones. I think that's dumb for 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 Jeff to say. Just honestly. if he wants to put, I don't know, hundred bucks up on it, I'll listen. Uh, let's see here. Uh, shade on Dish Network prices are too high from Louie. Throwing shade from Dom at Usher for throwing counterfeit bills in the strip club. Those girls were twerking all night for Usher bucks. That's hilarious. <laughs> Dom, speaking of Usher, and this is maybe a good news instead of shade. Maybe you don't know this about me, but one of my, and this may be shade on me from other people, maybe mad respect. One of my favorite albums of all time, of all time, of any genre of music, top five is... Usher's Confessions. It's a great overall, a great. I know, man. You album. got it bad. It's pretty sick. Not as good as Burn, Confessions Part One, Confessions Part Two, Bad Girl, Superstar. I mean, all, these are some hard hitting songs there by Usher, young Usher, based on his cheating relationship. So, Dom, thanks for throwing out the Usher right there. Props to you, my man. Uh, Alex says shade on betting on himself or betting against the Predators. Ooh, I man, the, the Preds thing. red hot. And we want to do a Preds topic, and we're trying to figure out when the right time is to do that. But the guys, they've won 13 of the last 16 games, including scoring a touchdown against the Lightning yesterday. So insane. Zach Goodman says throwing shade on the MLB umpires on Sunday Night Baseball. Looked at the play that the Phillies player never touched the plate. Screwed the Bravos. That's not good for Atlanta fans. Uh, Aaron says, shade on next space flight app for not updating, saying there's something about the upcoming crew one undocking. I, I don't know what that means. By but the way, my bad sales job was almost Monday to have, make you tell me why the Braves did not get screwed in that play. But I, I went with something else. And you won. Uh, yeah. So. Kane says, shade on Austin. How can you have issues with calling Janoris Jenkins Jackrabbit but not have an issue calling Sean Carter, Jay-Z, or any rapper their name. What about that flip-flop? Well, he said, Kane says, waiting on the flip-flop. Well, my bad, Kane. I meant to say Rider Elite RC. So my I should call you by that instead of Kane. Rider <laughs> Elite RC. No, 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 Kane. Like, Jay-Z is, like, that's what he goes by. He's Jay-Z. The Tennessee Titans official website on their official roster of players says Janoris Jenkins. So I will therefore call him Janoris Jenkins because the Titans list him as that. All right. So Jeff said he'll take that bet that I just threw out there. So let's revisit that closer to the draft. We have, we'll may do that tomorrow or the next day. We still have time to do that. All right. I'm going with, uh, this is my quick shade because this dude is stupid. All right, I read this, and this is what distracted me at the beginning of the show, Austin. I read the headline, Proposal Goes Viral When Atlanta Woman Gets Five Engagement Rings. This jabroni 
gave his uh, now fiance five engagement rings. One, two, three, four, five. That is from uh, the Big 98. I saw that on the, the internet, so credit where credit is due. But this dude, are you kidding me? What are you doing? You don't need five. This is just like, she doesn't need five. You don't need to pay for five. Even if you had all the money in the world, why are you giving her five engagement rings? I think that is absolutely ridiculous. And it could be raising a standard for men that don't need to be raised, right? That's insane. Like, is, is this like, I don't even want to try to like develop a thought process that, that like makes sense. Like, is it, is it that he didn't know, like they didn't go looking like together to know what she likes. And so he says, here's five different ones. You pick one. I'll take the other four back. Like, is that I, what no, this is? No, th- this is gave five engagement rings. <laughs> Dom says in Memphis, we call that tricking. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Dom, I've already oh. given out the love of the show, but that was really, really That's good. That's so funny. Uh, I love the quotes tricking. Uh, man, that's just rough. It's so stupid. Like, that's just so, and you know, somebody also said, uh, that Maven says he's compensating for something like that's like a monster truck. You know, the guy, if you feel like you have to give five engagement rings to your girlfriend to get her to say yes, then there's something wrong with the overall fundamental foundation of that relationship. You would think so. Uh, yeah, I, I hope, I hope it's, I didn't know which, what style you liked, what setting you wanted, what stone you wanted. So here's five different ones. You pick the favorite. So I hope that's it. Best of luck to William and Brittany. Uh, simping for sure. Or, you know, they're going to be a prenup. You know, is she going to take all five? Puka says, Puka says she's reading the story right now. So there you go. Uh, here's my real shade. Get ready. It's, hold on. So it was five options. So is this shade on Zach for mis mis representing what the story was? Five in general. Buying five is ridiculous. Well, he's taking four back. If I was the company, I wouldn't let his ass well, take five. He obviously, back he obviously back. made a deal with the company saying, "Hey, here's what I want to do." Can this, this work? picture in general? Is idiotic. Oh, the picture looks ridiculous. Look but, at what this fool is doing. But Zach, Zach, you did not read the story. You just saw the picture and made your own assumptions about it. Yeah, because you made me snap out of it. I could cut those shade at you. I was trying to no, read the story, and you that's said not my fault. That's your fault. Uh, the beginning of the fault. show. Go back and look. My real shade is this. This that was a side that that just happened last second. My real shade is this yeah, woman right. Okay, here we go. It's a big moment. Okay. Right. Okay. We're going to go right here. Yeah, the last time I measured my nails, the longest one was 38 inches. They got to be ready for the showcase. Oh, my God, I get so many different kind of reactions from growing my nails. It's unbelievable. The majority are good. People are excited. They don't know what to think. They don't even know what to say, actually, because <laughs> it's something that you don't see on the norm. So I'm going to always be the queen that I am with or without my nails, because my nails don't make me. I make my nails. Yeah. 
lady i'm sorry that is incorrect uh your nails make you you do not make your nails because nobody would care about who you are and you having 38 inch fingernails and if you're listening to this later on in the show you can go back and watch it this woman's nails are nasty that you she she basically doesn't have any hands and she is an attention whore based on her nails that's the only reason why you would do this makes no sense shade on this woman for however many years she's been growing these nasty ass nails Nat, you can't paint those type of nails no, to make it, them look good no it's a, hey welcome to lowe's what can i help you with yeah like a half gallon of nail polish please i mean like how much like freaking nail polish you have to go through to paint those things that gross that, my friend, gross. that is my shit Malachi says Shane on Zach for showing us that. I, I preface though. I started the show. And I told you guys what this video is going to be. I saw that thing and I was like, this is gross. And the funny part is she's like, you know, I'm a queen. You know, I'm, you know, this doesn't justify me. Well, yes, it does. Nobody would, there would be zero cameras in your life. If you didn't have those nasty nails that are 38 inches long, walking around with a pillow every time you sit down because you're afraid something's going to, you know, one's going to break. I, I don't like one posted a comment that I don't want to read out loud. Cause it's just gross. But like, how does she do things on normal, like things, you, survival, like minimal things that you need to be able to do in daily life. How can she type on a computer? Well, she was using her phone somehow. Like phone is different though than a laptop, right? Like I have a laptop well, here. I, here's that answer. She doesn't. Like, I just, I, there are so many things that she just has to do to, like, how does she pour a glass of water? Like, like that's what I'm saying. Like, how does she do anything that is a simple requirement of survival? I don't understand how she gets through day-to-day -day life. And Charles, Charles just joined the show because uh, he says, tell us how you really feel, Zach. That is my life. How does she use, <laughs> thank you, Titans for Life. How does she use cutlery? Like, how does she eat? She's definitely adapted her life around these nails to be able to function to a degree. You want to watch the, the no, you want to watch good. it again? I'm, I'm okay. I'm good. I, okay. I how do you asking. sleep? How do you sleep? How do you wash your hands in a sink? Nails are nasty. Kelkin yes. says, let's see it again. Ah. I don't know. I, I'm with him. Hey, play how are the people? Play it, play it again. Play Blame Cal Kelkins. Let's play these what, nails. What does it matter? Okay, here we go. This is a good moment. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. We're going to go right here. Yeah, the last time I measured my nails, the longest one was 38 inches. They got to be ready for the showcase. Oh my God, I get so many different kind of reactions from growing my nails. It's unbelievable. The majority are good. People are excited. They don't know what to think. They don't even know what to say, actually. Because <laughs> it's something that you don't see on the norm. So I'm going to always be the queen that I am with or without my nails. Because my nails don't make me. I make my nails. Like, I, I don't know. How does she put on a shirt? Like with like, she's wearing long sleeves in one of those videos. She's just oblivious. I, that last statement really pissed me off. It's like, look, lady, you're no, you're not wrong, absolutely incorrect. You're a nobody. You're a common civilian that has no Ripley's. Believe it or not, 
is the only reason why you're relevant. So get that through your head. No, don't talk about like human empowerment. I'm the I'm the best person ever. I'm I'm who should, I should be. Set that crap aside. It's your gross ass nails that have made you who you are to this point, and that's not something that should be recognized. Anybody can do that. It's right. It's not a skill. It's just time. Right, and, and it's dealing with it with hell. Really, I mean, that's really what we're I, I rewarding. I, I, if, if my, I can't. Like, I, I some popularity is rewarded based on you having to deal with thirty-eight inch fingernails, in which anybody can do. Right? It, it, it's. It, I don't know, man. She probably has some really, really strong nails because, you know, if the nail gets so long, it might break. She might have some really strong nails. Eats a lot of Jello. That's how she eats. She just eats Jello. What What does Jello do? Jello makes your nails stronger. Oh, it's like biotin. Maybe I don't know. biotin makes your nails and hair grow longer. Do you, do you is she that, juicing? Is that is, you supplement? think she's you using think, Peds? Maybe I don't know. If so, I think that that should be tossed out. Ripley's believe it or not, should, there should be an asterisk. Or in my mind, and this is how I've always thought: if you've cheated or gotten caught cheating, your ass should not be in the Hall of Fame. All right. All right ridiculous all right let's end this show i gotta do more jumping jacks before our meeting coming up all right. all right guys great show over an hour and a half a lot of good draft talk today on the show we'll be back tomorrow at uh, 8 a.m central time on a titans thursday get the magic bucket as well buck rising getting ready to go here it's, it's almost 10 o'clock uh here on the zone uh, a to z sports prime time tonight a to z sports podcast network and our website with new content out every day We'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Have a good Wednesday. Thanks. Adios.